0: Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast, with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Uh, Genesis one twenty six. why do we expect multiplication? Genesis one twenty six. God has always had multiplication uh, on his mind. I want you to agree with God because if there's anything I'll be dealing with today, it has to do with mindset. Our mindset. You can't change until your mind changes. And God said, let us make man in our image, our likeness. Let them have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps. On the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image, in his image, in the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Verse 28. Then God did what? Amen. Come on, say I'm blessed. Amen. Okay? You are not cursed, okay? Uh, God blessed them. Them mean male and female. All the ladies say, I am blessed also. Yes. Okay, because in our culture, ladies seems. Or we seem to relegate them to the background unconsciously. Many of us grew up in such settings. But I'm glad that God is not chauvinistic. Is that correct? Is that correct? Okay. Because we just say those words at times, you know, and then. Then God blessed them and God said to them, remember, it's to them. So the males are blessed, the females are blessed. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Now, this multiply is not just having children. But having children is a major part of it Or a part of it But it's talking about the essence of what blessing does When you are blessed You multiply You increase You don't remain the same He said be fruitful and multiply Fill the earth subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea Over the birds of the air, Over every living thing that moves on the earth Have dominion, take charge This is God's original intention For each one of us Now we know the story Man sinned, right? Uh, And lost this glory. Now, what Jesus came back to do was to restore us back to this. So when you are born again and you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's like saying you have been restored to default settings. Is that correct, IT man? Is that correct? Like what it was originally intended for. So when you are saved, you can go back to Genesis 1 and see it as your destiny. If you notice, when God was talking to Noah, talking to Abraham, you hear those words, blessings. Blessings. He was trying to get man back to this original intention. Okay? But the devil doesn't like that. So he tries to block your mindset. He tries to affect the way you think so that you don't walk in this divine agenda. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I was just thinking about our church um, yesterday. I was just thanking God. I remember when we started in... Um, Favorites, many, many years ago. And then I just looked at what God has blessed us with now. And it's a typical example of be fruitful and what? Multiply. You multiply assets. You multiply impact. You multiply substance. And then it affects also your finances. Because what you don't believe, you'll never become. Multiplication is God's agenda for you and I. Okay? You cannot pray it away. You cannot cast it out. You are born to desire increase. Because when you are created, when you were born, that was what God said to you. Your setting knows that. That's why we love when we see increase. In fact, that's why when man does not experience increase, he tries to get it anyhow. That's what leads to the former night thing, the corruption thing. is that desire for increase that is in your DNA. But what God's word does is to show you the right way to get in it. But we are created for multiplication. Don't let anybody uh, make uh, what you have is okay for forever. We are created to be poor. No, he that created us wanted us to multiply and to increase and to fill the earth and to take charge. Glory to God. Genesis 26, verse 12. Now, God began to bless uh, Abraham. And then you find that when the blessing shows up, it always leads to multiplication. You will multiply. You will increase in the name of Jesus Christ. Especially when it comes to divine plans. God's kingdom. I'll be getting to that uh, sometimes. Then Isaac sold in that land. Now, sold literally here talks about his labor. You know, he was, a, was an agriculturist or a farmer, you know, and human, uh, animal husbandry. Then Isaac sold in that land and reaped in the same year a what? A hundredfold and the Lord. Uh, so when, when you see blessing, you will see multiplication, okay? Verse uh, f- uh, 13, the man began to prosper. Ha, ca- can you say it to yourself? <laughs> I'm, I'm beginning to prosper. And I'm, I continue to prosper until I become very prosperous. That is what blessing does. Now this prosperity, cash is involved, but it's not limited to cash. Prosperity talks about making progress with what you do. He says, and the man, that's Isaac, began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. That's God's agenda, verse 14. Verse 14. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number. Now, number of servants there means employment, right? He employed staff. The business began to expand here and there, that he had to recruit staff. You know, drivers, clerks, managers, middle managers, top managers. That's the meaning of that in our, in our language today. In fact, he began to prosper so much that the Philistines began to do what? Envy him. You know why they envied him? The curse on man was affecting them. But because this man had the blessing of Abraham, his own result was different. There's nobody way you can be envious. I pray that your life will show forth. That blessings of Abraham in the name of Jesus Christ. But you see, your expectation matters. All the other farmers were suffering. All the other farmers, they don't multiply. But because of the blessing on Isaac through Abraham, his own business began to prosper. Your business will prosper. Your careers will prosper. Our destinies will reflect Abraham's blessings in the name of Jesus. And this is enormously or seriously important to me because it's at the core of what God called me to do in life. One reason why this church is established is to promo- promote and speak about the blessings of Abraham, the blessings of greatness, the blessings, the manifestations of the fact that we have been redeemed from the curse. We are blessed in Abraham, and as our lives replicates it, others are attracted to serve the God we know. So I believe that God is raising Isaacs in this church. People whose business and career we have global relevance in the name of Jesus Christ. A poor church will not be heard. There is a serious campaign by Satan to silence the church. Many people don't know. We we have the answers. We, we, we give people hope. We are the one that God, I mean, authentic churches anyway. I mean, they are fake churches, I know. We are the ones sent by God to raise people. Nigeria would have been worse off if not for the church. We are the salt, we are the light. Many people come to church to be encouraged, to be built, to be saved. The devil does not like that. And one area he wants to attack is the finances. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 14 so that you'll be aware and not be a victim all these things you see on social media and it is not tied into church this not give it's employed by the devil to weaken the church now look at this scripture Ecclesiastes um, 9 verse 14 There was a little city with few men in it, and a great king came against it and besieged it and and built great snares around it. Next one. Uh, Now, now look at this. Now, there was found in it a poor, please take note, a poor one, wise man, and he, by his wisdom, somebody say wisdom, delivered the city, yet no one remembered that same poor man. Now look at verse uh, 16. He said, then I said, wisdom is better than nevertheless the poor man's wisdom is what? And his words are not heard. So the devil will like for wrong people to be heard. That's why we have a lot of money in some Strange places. So their voice can be heard. Wrong people, corrupt people, immoral people. So when they speak, young people follow them. But the ones that have the answers, he does not want them to have money. Because whatever you are saying will not be heard. A poor church is a weak church. Satan knows that. That's why he's coming with all kinds of attack on the church. And you ask yourself. Okay, they say people should not tithe in church or give in church. When church goes to their radio station to buy slots for advertisement, do they reduce it? Do they reduce it? When we go to buy cement for building projects, do they reduce it? So look at the paradox. You want the church to be excellent, to be relevant. You don't want them to have money. So when they don't have money, they can't buy those things. They become weak, shriveled, and weak. God forbid, in Jesus' name. Yeah. They don't reduce it. Why you want to rent property? Some even increase it. Property, money, God of church. So we have to pay the same thing in the marketplace. If we don't have monies for it, the church will be weak. I mean, if I tell you what we buy on campus here, thank God for His prosperity. Thank God for His provision. But if God's people don't prosper, it can't happen. Do you know it's really insulting when you see, uh, uh, let me use the word, a servant of God, maybe buying a good car. They complain. And it's an entertainer that is not really helping anybody's life. If I rather destroy their lives with the smoking, with the lifestyle, when he buys a car, they celebrate it. Isn't that a paradox? They celebrate it. Think again. The guy's into drugs. He's into all kinds of stuff. When he buys 100 cars, they say, wow, you don't blow. When a pastor that has taught people's lives, blessed people's lives, buys a new car, Where did he get a new car? He'd be driving a tricycle. Think again. A poor man's wisdom is not heard. And this is not only about the church, even in our private lives. Have you realized that when you don't, when you're not financially empowered, you don't have respect? It's, it, it's just, they don't plan it, it's just the way the world works. I've been in meetings, family meetings or circles where, where you don't have money, the way they don't, it's like you didn't come at the meeting. You came home, but you didn't come. And I understand because many of the things discussed in meetings, execution is with Finance. So, all that we discussed, if there's no finance, is just talk. It's the reason for prostitution. It's the reason for fraud. People want to have it the wrong way. But you can profit from right, I can profit from wrong. And what we are saying this morning is you can be financially wealthy, you can be buoyant the right way, but you must believe it first, you must see reason for it. Imagine one million dollars as a gift to the church. That's how much in naira. What? We will move to that in three weeks. That membrane, straight. Just one person. Covenant University in Kenan land is less than twenty years, right? If I am not mistaken, that school was voted number three in Africa some weeks ago. Number three number three. The first is I think University of Egypt or something. The second University of Cape Town. The one in Egypt is maybe almost 100 years old. The one in Cape Town, maybe another 80 years old. And then number three is the one that's less than 20 years. Of all the schools in Nigeria, in Ghana, a poor church will not be able to do that. I want you to desire this Abraham's blessings manifestation in your life for the promotion of right, for the promotion of the gospel. Don't don't ever think that poverty is going to do you good. We can't help the poor without money. You will prosper. God will raise giants in this place. Now, I'm also attacking it, attaching it to that because if you prosper without a in fact, if you don't understand this purpose of prosperity, it's either God never gives it to you, no matter how intelligent you are, or if you get it, you will destroy your life. Because this prosperity is for a purpose. Not that just have money and be and be sitting down, huh? You give me take. Give me 10, ten pieces of turkey and then eating anyhow and driving 10 cars with your name on it. That's not, that's not covenant prosperity. I said we are doing scholarships scheme and you are there, you are picking 10 children. I'm paying for it, not that we call, you are paying. Or we are doing projects. We want to buy generator, they say it's 13 million. And you sign it on one, one paper like this. Or you even ask the cho- what brand, uh, cat, what is the place? And you go and buy it and bring it. That's the prosperity. Your money will not misroad in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, some people prosper, they say money misroad. Doesn't have to do, handle it. It's crazy, or she's crazy. So I'm teaching you wealth with a mission. And when God sees that you are like that, he begins to prosper. You know, Peter said, Master, we have left everything and we have followed you. What do we say? Don't no worry, Peter. Anyone that has done anything for my kingdom, I will keep multiplying that person. I will keep increasing that person, so the giving multiplies you. The multiplication enhances your capacity to also be a blessing. I'm always glad when I'm talking to someone and they have a need in their family, maybe for school fees, and in one click of a transfer, you're able to pay all. I'm always there's this joy in being a blessing. But if you don't have it, you just be kind with the person. You will not be praying with the person. What money can answer? Praise the Lord. That's why you need to work on your capacity. Work on your giftings. Work on your area of specialization. Be the best at what you do. So that you can be at the top of the, of the monies. And collect the monies and use it the right way. There are some Americans, Christians, very um, rich. Do you know what they did? They bought a lot of shares in a cigarette company. They came together and bought the dominant shares in that company. They now went for a board meeting and they insisted in the meeting that the advertisement must show that this thing is dangerous to health. I don't know why I what I'm going say. They had a say. That was their mission. And that's affecting us globally now. If only bad people were there, Eh? They will not put out Who wants to put advert that uh, Tobacco smoking is dangerous to health What I want to say But they insisted That all our products must carry the details Of the effect As It was a struggle But they won most of them That's power Glory to God Look at politics Do you know that one major problem we have in Nigeria today, and God will help us to resolve it, is Godfatherism. The moment somebody is the one sponsoring your career, your election bid, you don't have a say. He that pays the what? Dictates what? The tune. The tune. He gives you $2 billion to do election. You'll be dancing on the uh, what do you call that thing, campaign. It's not you. It's the person. When you now enter my money, He'll be telling, so, but, but if people have enough capacity to a level and they're able to, nobody can come and be telling you what to do. In that sense? We're having service here now. Service going on in Surulere. Like we start their own service. It's a lot of cash every, every Sunday. Glory to God. Through prosperity, there'll be spread. There'll be impact. Let's close from Deuteronomy 8 verse 17. So every young person here, don't see yourself as poor. Think big. Think great. And we we all access it at various levels. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who does what? Who gives you power? Come on, say, I've got the power. Yeah, who gives you power to get wealth? Why? That he may establish his covenant, which is swore to our fathers, as it is this day. The reason why God wants you to have wealth is because he wants to establish Abraham's blessings in your life. That means it's beyond God himself. It's even beyond you. But you have to receive it. I mean, can you see it? It gives you power to do what? To get wealth that it may establish its covenant, which is said to Abraham. Can we have this verse in um, NIV? To produce wealth. So we are wealth producers. Glory to God. We are wealth producers. We are wealth producers. We are wealth producers. Glory to God. You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. Verse 18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the what? Are you here this morning? Come on, say, I have the ability in my business, in my career, in my life. I have the ability to produce wealth. He said, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability, the capacity, the wisdom, the creativity to produce wealth. And so, confirms his covenant, which he swore to his fathers. So, the ability is there. So, don't move around like you are (laughs) abilityless. The ability is there. The capacity. And I'm glad um, that we are all in various spheres of life. Uh, Some of us are in insurance Some are in trading Some are in entertainment But whatever area you are in Believe that you have the capacity to produce You have to develop yourself That you will be needed, right? Mediocrity will not take you far The kind of resources we are talking about Is not for mediocres. It's not for you doing things shabbily Anyhow, no, be the best at what you do you can't do everything but that one you can do be the best at it they will need you they will call for you and they will pay heavy money for it a man is not old until he stops learning when you stop learning you start dying learning is the key to greatness Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.